Hello there, welcome. This is a special edition of To a Certain Degree called Odd Numbers, and this is episode 21. Every other Monday, my guest and I choose a theme, we play some music, and we chat. Do we always stay on topic? Not quite, but it's always a fun talk, and I think you'll like it. The topic for this episode is education, and my guest is Jillian McManus. She's a local teacher, she's trained in improvisation, which is probably a word I should have known there and could have come up with a lot more easily, and other things. For more on this episode, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. Elena Amram. Amram? Amram? And the Rough Gems on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was People Like to Talk. Good morning. My name is Nick. Obviously, that's an appropriate song for the next two hours because I like to talk. I think my guest likes to talk, but we'll find out about that in a moment. You're listening to a certain degree. I do this every Monday from 7 to 9 a.m. Every Monday, I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. Jillian McManus is here. Good morning, Jillian. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. I feel so fancy with these headphones. Do you? Yeah. (laughs) Is it the first time you've been wearing headphones? First time ever. Yeah. I've seen them a lot. And around and town, just, around the town. Yeah. Every, everywhere. People seem to have them like coffee shops and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that seems cool. Do you feel like it would be helpful for what you do to have access to headphones? Um, do you ever like, are you ever concentrating or do you feel like the music right in your ears will make it feel too much like you're there with whoever you're listening to? And that would be distracting. I, I think I would, I think I would like that Yeah, for it to be like a whole in like you're inside the music like you're inside the musician that would be that'd be pretty awesome yeah yeah i think i like that (laughs) nice jillian thank you so much for being here uh so every other week i do a a themed episode it's called odd numbers this is episode 21 wow so that's a that's a pretty magical number because my favorite numbers are three and seven wow what a lucky day multiply the two of them yeah you get 21 wow so this is it. Odd numbers number 21. Wow. Ironically, about education. I'm a math teacher. And so I was on to you with the three times seven. Three times seven. You knew exactly what I, I was talking going, about. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about education a little bit. So let's go okay. through our backgrounds first. Because okay. one thing I do with the, you know, with the topic shows is sometimes we don't go through, you know, what our credentials are okay. for talking about some such and things. Got you. And okay. so, uh, so do you want to go first? Do you want to talk about what you do in terms of teaching and learning? Sure. As a matter of fact, as well. Yeah. So um, I am a middle school math teacher. I teach uh, mostly seventh grade, but some sixth graders. Um, and I've been teaching for four years. What got you into it? Um, I got into teaching uh, when I got out of college. I it's kind of a weird. Um, way to get into teaching, I think. But I wanted to go into Peace Corps. Okay. Um, but I also had like student debt. So I went into teaching for the money because I was trying to pay off my, you know, like everybody does. Yeah. They just go into teaching for, for the money, you know. For the money, for the yeah. cash. Yeah. No, so I was trying to pay off my student debt. Yeah. You know, and um, before I go out in the world and try to help s- people and. Yeah. For like okay. where you're not really making any money, you know what I mean? So. Was as, it 
Oh, as a volunteer, I guess, because Peace Corps, you, you're not really, I don't know, making that much money, I guess. Right. They're yeah. covering kind of your room and board, but yeah. little else. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're trying to put yourself in a position where you can help people. Right. 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 And like teaching was, they needed a lot of teachers in, uh, in the Peace Corps. So like, I was like, oh, I'm double like. Whammy. Yeah. Double two birds. One stone. Yeah. Kill. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's the phrase. Yeah. So that's what you were going to. I was, yeah, I was going to say that, but I was trying to leave it out. So it the be kill like, part? So, yeah. The There's a lot the of vegans part? listening. Yeah. We're not or, killing them to eat them. Right. Just for productivity. Yeah. 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 You're trying to show how efficient <laughs> you can be with a, a rock. Right. Not the rock. No. Okay. I don't know him. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I keep having people on hoping that one day somebody will know him. Right. Ah, well. I wasn't the one. Sorry. Jillian, uh, was it something you felt like you wanted to do earlier on in life or was it just something you kind of fell into after you were done with college? Yeah, I think I just kind of, um, I never really thought about it before, before then. Yeah. It was just kind of like sort of, yeah, fell into it a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I always maybe connected with um, the age range, I guess, mm-hmm. um, like of middle school and um, like the adolescence. And um, like, I mean, this is probably true for a lot of people. Like that's a hard time in your life for yeah. a lot of people. So trying to um, find yourself going through the different uh physical changes that you go through trying to figure out like the societal clicks and the, you know, everything that's going on in school as far as uh, friends and who's a friend and what's a friend and right. You know, that sort of thing. Scrunchies for me were a big deal. Yeah. A lot of back hair. You look like a scrunchy guy. Oh, a lot of back hair and scrunchies I felt like would also soak up a lot of the sweat. That you you did. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That seems. Am I oversharing? I I enjoy the details. Oh, great, <laughs> good. We'll get way more into that off the air, I think. Then, uh, but just kind of going through, taking yeah. a step back a little bit. I think that you know, for a lot of people too, it's a um, it's a place where you're finding your voice, mm, yeah. and it's a place where you're you know possibly very shy and you're trying to come out. Like maybe you want to come right. out of your shell, or right. it's, you find it difficult to. Right. So you feel like you can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I hope that I'm a positive asset uh, for mm, the, you know, kids that are trying to, I hope I'm like empowering for kids Mm -hmm. and, you know, giving them the support that they need. And uh, yeah, because I think there's, there's a lot of, sometimes kids don't have adults around them that are mm, like, wanting to like are wanting to see them develop as you know on their own path they you know they push them they push to them. a particular thing right, right or they're even starting to you know one of the so i have a 12 and a 15 year old oh, okay. and one of you know kind of the frustrating things to me is this idea that they have to go to college right that they yeah. have to be groomed for that that they have to take a particular path right and so that can be very frustrating if you're pushing too much. Right. I think with somebody with, especially with a Sweat 13, 14, 15 year old. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I just read a book 
about like that idea mm-hmm. of um our society is kind of like groomed, I guess, to think that like college is the ideal right. purpose of school. Right. And then we prepare kids all the way through like starting in elementary school, like for that test taking, you know, to take an SAT and mm-hmm. like. You're getting good at taking standardized tests. Right. But and are you getting good at being a human? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. S- yeah. It's, it's frustrating at times. Um, and, you know, I think that we all have our internal biases. So, for example, yeah. you know, I heard somebody say the other day uh, they were talking about unskilled labor and mm-hmm. they go, oh, you know, it's at times like these, I'm glad I went to college. It's like that doesn't guarantee anything. Right. For sure. So I appreciate that, though, you know, you going into that much detail about your background and teaching because, you know, it's not just something you're doing while you're waiting for the next thing. You're actually embracing it yeah, on I a number like, of levels. Yeah, I I don't think I I thought, I, I didn't initially plan to like stay in it as long either. And I think I've just kind of. Um, do you like it? I, I do. Yeah, okay. it's hard. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of challenging days and um, sometimes you come home and you feel very <laughs> defeated. Um but overall, I, I like it and I like the problem solving. You know, there's a lot of problem solving, I feel like, in it and trying to figure out how do we make this school system better? And because you look at it, you, like I got in it thinking, oh, all I got to do is teach these kids math and how to get to college and, you know, make sure they they are informed about how to apply for a scholarship and, mm-hmm. you know, n- know the majors that are out there. And like you find out that, Okay, maybe everybody's not on that path, and maybe, maybe our our school system isn't necessarily serving the kids that are most at risk, um, like kids that are in coming up from poverty situations. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we serve those kids in a way that meets their needs? And um, yeah, there's a lot. Well, going on. and can be customized to them, right? But still. Sure teaching the other kids in class, like how do you right. balance that out? I would imagine is a, is a huge challenge. You want to put um, um, a college kid who never took or was successful in like algebra, you wouldn't put them in like calculus, you know, but it's like, it's kind of like the kid wasn't successful in fifth grade and sixth grade, but they're still moving them up to seventh grade. To do the next math. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. I like, I feel like those are things that uh, need to be changed in our education system. Cause you just, let a kid feel defeated and, and not smart. And like our kids are smart. Right. No matter if they like, if they do well on a standardized test or not, like they got other assets and they're, they can do well at the math, but you're just not putting them in a situation to be successful. Exactly. So, so let me ask you that. Let me take a, a step back because I think that math is an interesting yeah. subject to teach because along with us talking about biases that we have, you know, mm-hmm. for college or for what you have to prepare for in terms of uh, like the educational system, like middle school, high school, especially. Yeah. Um, we often think of math as this incredibly difficult subject. Right. That people are going to not necessarily live or die by, but they're either going to be good at it or they're not. Right. And that's right. it. If you And if you get into a class and let's say it's algebra and you're not good at it, forget it. You're never going to be good at math. That's the, the bias, right? Yeah. 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 And I always found that frustrating because I found 
not only math to be not easy, but like I look at it as, you know, people are different. People are different, are good at different puzzles. Right. So whether that's a crossword or Scrabble or, you know, mysteries or whatever yeah. that is. And for yeah. whatever reason, math clicked for me, especially calculus and higher level. And this is not me bragging. It's just for whatever reason, the formulas right. made sense in my head. Right. It was like a language you understood. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. So yeah. people like I would imagine it's the same for people who are good at programming. Right. Like right. they can see it or linguistics for that matter. Right. They can see it in their heads. They can understand the differences. Yeah. Spelling bee people who go and learn all the rules of the different languages so they can figure out like how, how something. Works? Yeah. They don't know how to spell all those words. Well, in some cases, if they know that it's a French origin, then it's oh. much more likely to be spelled with this. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but math made sense. And then what I found really interesting was I worked in the, I can't remember exactly how this came about in the math lab over at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. And Fancy. so, yeah. So what was funny was a lot of the pilots, so you think of yeah. that as a pilot school as right. for training for people who fly airplanes, right. had to learn a lot of math. And uh -huh. they had in many cases already convinced themselves that they were not good at math. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so it was really interesting to find out that I was good at helping people learn math yeah um and as someone who was incredibly shy incredibly introverted at that age to be able to do that and like walk into the math lab and feel 100 percent again i'm not bragging but this was just right. like how i felt about it being right. able to walk in there and be 100 percent confident that anybody who walked through that door i would be able to help them in some way yeah like yeah. hopefully just connect with it not do their homework for them or anything right. like that but right help them figure out a way that they could learn or understand that stuff. Right, right. So having said all that, I was yeah. curious about how, you know, math for you, you got connected to that in the first right. place and how that works for you in terms of, like, how do you translate that for people and how easy is that for you to translate? To, like, ki like kids? Yeah. Or, um... So, how, yeah. first of all, how did you get connected to it? To um, So, I, I think I was similar to you like um i was always good at math um and uh yeah it was not something that i i mean there was some challenge involved mm -hmm. with everything you learn that's new like it's going to be challenging but it was kind of less like uh there was like a fun aspect i guess for me to it um well, yeah, because you're you're solving for something right. and there's a definite answer. Right, yeah. Right? Like that's the, you know, you're not worrying about English where the grammar could be any number of different ways or you can yeah. explain something in a million ways. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And like once you get the, uh, like the flow to it, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I know where I am in this problem. I can, you know, do the dance move to get to this part, you know. So um, were you a math major? Or were you a dance major? Because now it sounds like you might have been a dance major that I, just applied dance to math. I wish very much I was a dance major. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, uh, but I was a, a engineering major originally. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then I um, did something that like everybody's parents is proud of. Um, I switched to political science. Perfect. So my parents were equally proud of that. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic because we don't know each other well enough for that. Oh, that was sarcasm. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, 
uh, yeah. Um, so at what point yeah. were you like, all right, so I came over to UCF. I was at Embry-Riddle at the time. This is early 90s, early to mid 90s. Yeah. Um, they didn't have a lot of different programs for me because okay. I wasn't a pilot. So okay. I was there um, uh, basically trying to re-inspire myself to want to go to college. I had a mentor oh, okay. who was there yeah. and he got me interested in college again. Okay. And so I was going there, but it wasn't like the right fit. I needed a little okay. more uh, something else. And so I actually transferred to UCF as a math major. Mm. Realized very quickly that that wasn't the right fit for me either. Why was that not? You know, it, I, I think a lot of it was the more advanced math and this might be the same for you with engineering, yeah. is the theory. Mm. And so after using the formulas and the theorems for so long, you go back into the theory part and it's like, yeah. I, I understand why it's important, but at the time for me... It was just like it straight was, boring. Yeah, it yeah. was just like, okay, so we're going back through improving the theorems and the formulas that we've been using this right. entire time. Like for some reason that didn't click. I liked using the formulas. Right, right. I didn't necessarily like... Uh, proving the formulas yeah yeah so that was it for me for you for engineering what was it like how far did you get um, when you realized you were like eh, maybe not I think uh it was probably my like sophomore year okay yeah fairly early yeah I went to uh I did an internship in a like research lab um, that was looking at like plastics, <laughs> which it was obviously like a fun filled summer, right? Just from that first sentence. I don't know. That sounds pretty cool. I do a <laughs> lot of 3D printing. So okay, anything yeah, to do with plastic is like, oh, really? Tell me more. <laughs> okay. So I'm talking to the, the wrong <laughs> person. Um, yeah. But like, I don't know. I just realized there that I wanted to like uh, do something with people instead of plastic <laughs> that makes sense yeah so um yeah that was i guess the the switch for me yeah all right so from a math perspective then yeah. when you went in and you decided you were going to start teaching yeah was it like hey we have an opening in math do you want to do that or did you pursue that um so it, yeah, it felt like it was like aligned with something I had like a strong skill set in. Mm -hmm. um, and also um, there's like a huge need for math teachers and like also science teachers. Mm -hmm. uh, there's often like a huge deficit of uh, those subject areas. Um, and I had a friend who was already a teacher and she was a, um, a social studies teacher. And she like kind of advised me like, there's not really opening like people stay in those like social studies positions. So you, you might want to like go get certified in, in math in or math something or along those lines. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So if there's any, um, viewers, do we call them viewers? Well, we call them listeners because no one can see us right now. Oh, okay. That's true. I, okay. So listeners, <laughs> Listeners, um, if you are wanting to be a math or science teacher this school year, you should probably, there's probably a job for you. Like, get, get on get, it. Get on that. Get on that. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of, uh, like, students start the year without a, a teacher, and they, they start the year with a substitute teacher, and that's for, like, two months. 
Ooh. And then like you're losing a lot of Ooh. learning in that Ooh. time. Yeah. Ooh. So a lot of uh making a lot of noises. It was Ooh. A, Ooh. Yeah. 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 I've been working on that. It your noises? Yeah. They they sound polished. Thank <laughs> you so much. I've been waiting for a math teacher to tell me that. <laughs> All right, let's, my take a, let's take a break. <laughs> yeah. uh, let us play a song. This seemed appropriate because I think the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, improv yeah. oh, okay. and cool. the stuff that you do there. So not yeah. only about teaching and education yeah. in terms of that, but also yeah. being a learner. Okay. Right. Like being open to learning yeah. and doing new things and things of that nature. So I want to hey. get into you are a, an improv performer here around town. I got to see you Friday night. Yeah. Which was I a lot you. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw, well, you were on stage. But so I, I, I saw you. I saw you in, in the, the audience. audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that takes a little bit away from, I feel like, the the nature of the, I don't like to be seen in the audience. You were, you didn't, you weren't committed to the, to the, to, to the, the role? role? No. No. Oh. No. Oh. It looked yeah. committed. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. Great. So let's play a song by The National. This is Afraid of Everyone. Okay. Which I think is appropriate for people who want to maybe think about learning Ooh. improv. Huh. They might be scared That's of people. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. That's The National on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. It is never too early to start thinking about Maker Fair Orlando. It's back for an eighth year, once again at the Central Florida Fairgrounds on November 9th, and 10th 2019 if you want to go early bird tickets will go on sale in july that's big time discounts for you smart person buying your tickets early if you're a maker and by that i mean you're an artist an engineer a tinkerer a hobbyist you have a passion project and you want to share it with an audience we need you be on the lookout for the maker application in july as well and we will need volunteers. Last year we had over 200 volunteers helping out and in some cases getting their community service hours in exchange for free entry. What could be better than that? If you can't wait till November, guess what? Tampa is hosting a mini Maker Fair on July 27th. Search for Maker Fair Orlando and the Tampa Mini Maker Fair on Facebook and sign up for email updates at makerfairorlando.com. Com. That's fair with an E, by the way. Now, back to the show. The National on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Afraid of Everyone from their album, Hi, Violet. Oh, wait, no, Hi, like, like, like Hi, Height. Oh, Hi. Hi, Violet. Oh, not in a unsafe chemical way. No, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Like, Hi, Violet. Instead of like saying hello to someone who is named for the color. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Hey, good morning. <laughs> my name is Nick. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Uh, my very special guest today is Jillian McManus. Hello. Hey, Jillian. Hey. How's it going? Good. Great. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for uh, having me. Our topic today is education. I believe is how it's not pronounced. No. Education. There you go. You got yeah, it. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to talk about was sort of this idea of lifelong learning. A lot of times we're talking, you know, a little bit in the first uh, segment, we talked a little bit about our biases. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, we see 
the end of high school as this is the end of the thing. This is the end of education or the end of college or the end of grad school, whatever you think of as the last piece. There's this, this roadblock that you have to get over and then you're, you're free to never learn again. Right. Um, And so I think that's, that's not right because I think we have to be learning to be effective and even our current jobs and our current roles um, we constantly have to be, you know, trying to not necessarily better ourselves, but just keep things coming in to, right. you know, fertilize the ground in our head. Right, right. Oh, that's a terrible analogy, but you know what I'm saying. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was wondering if that was improv for you, because I know you mm. do a lot of it. Did you take uh, classes here in town? Yeah, I took uh, classes at SAC. I went through level one through four. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then conservatory one and two so you're far along within that was that during college or after college that was um after college um yeah uh was it something you felt called to or was it like hey uh, there's a free class they're doing a free class and you went and liked it and then you just started it um so i like i had dabbled in college i was a improv dabble college dabbler yep Um, an icd yes yeah um, and then I, uh, I didn't, uh, have a lot of time to dedicate to it in college, but it was like always something that I wanted to, to do. And, um, were you ever in theater or doing any of that stuff like in high school or anything? No, but I like always wished that I was like brave enough to do it. Um, so it was a, like, there was, you, you had this want or this desire to be on stage or to do these things. Um, yeah, I guess so. Like, I just always, I remember like, a, uh, like going to some uh, plays and like, was as a kid and just mm-hmm. like feeling the, I don't know, it's just like, just like life coming to, yeah, you know, that's just like I want energy coming out to the audience. Part of that. Yeah, yeah. it's just like. So you got bit by the bug, but then you didn't have the, the opportunity to get up there. As a, as a kid or yeah. as a, yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um yeah, and it was nothing that, like, uh, none of my family was into it or um, there was no one, like, around me that was, like, doing that, I guess. Um, so why improv and why not um, I don't know, stand-up comedy if you were oh. thinking about that from a comedic standpoint or right. why not, like, full-on acting classes? Right. Um, I like, uh, like, humor. Um, mm-hmm. uh Um, and I like the, I'm not questioning your life choices. Of course. I'm just curious if there was a reason behind, you know, that specific art form. Yes. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think, uh, I went to, I like saw a show at at SAC when I was deciding to go or like not purposely deciding to go back into it, but like, uh, that was what like sparked me to go back into it. And it's just like, uh, I don't know, for a moment when you're like when you're watching an improv show, it's just like like I don't know, there's so much joy in it and so much like it's just so easy. Mm-hmm. You know? Um and there's so much like Or they make it seem easy. Or I mean not that it them like just the feeling of like everybody is just everything's okay for like an hour and a half, you oh, know? Yeah. yeah. Um uh, there's so much like stress in the world. <laughs> Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just a different spirit in it, I think. 
So I think that for improv, you have to be brave. You have to be willing to, because one of the right. first things you learn is is basically to making mistakes is fine. You're right. going to yeah. make mistakes. Yeah. You have to take away that part of you that says it has to be good. It has to be right. Right. Yeah. It has to be all of those things. Yeah. What pushed you to overcome that initial fear first of going and signing up for the class and then yeah. when you're in the class like how long did it take you to really embrace that or are you still working on that yeah I think that I think that's something that I'm no I don't think I know that's something I'm like still working on um especially uh you watch like I don't know there's a lot of people that I admire as improvisers and I'm like I, you have to not compare yourself to uh, other people. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you like trap yourself and then you're not able to oh, do it. Oh, sure. Which, yeah. You know, um, uh, yeah. So that's definitely something I'm still working at at a different level, I think, than when I started. Sure. Um, but uh, I think, I think uh, at like at SAC, they make when you take a level one class, they make it so. Um, there's just a. I think a lot of people are able to maybe get over it real quick because of the environment that they mm -hmm. create there. It's just uh, very welcoming, and they they create that culture of like we're not going to worry about our mistakes, and so I think initially that really helps. Yeah. So uh, Friday night, I mentioned earlier yeah. that I saw you perform. Yeah, and I saw you. You were doing a, I, I'm not sure what you would yeah. call it, but a, uh, it was a smaller show with three mm -hmm. different um, improv groups, if right. you will, Yeah, uh, doing a show over in the College Park area mm -hmm. at, uh, was it Break Breakthrough? Uh, the Backspace. Backspace. Yeah, on Edgewater. It was one of those ones that started with B. Uh, backspace yeah. on Edgewater, so uh, yeah. they do improv. It sounds like fairly often there, and they do some classes as well. So yeah, something to check out there. But yeah, um, you know what I think of when I think of SAC is you go through the program, you go through the the conservancy, yeah, and then maybe you get in with the lab rats or however the right. progression is. Right. What made you? And I can't remember the name of your uh, the partner you were working with there, but yeah. um, what made you do that show? Right. Uh, on Friday night where you were, you know, able to do, you know, experiment a little bit more, learn a little bit more. Um, I think that I'm just like always looking for opportunities to play and um, just chances to grow. And like the more you play, the the more comfortable you get. Mm -hmm. So I'm just always looking to, uh, if I have like my friend Kara um, messaged me a couple of weeks ago and was like, would you like to play? Um, uh, on the first Friday at Backspace. And I was like, sure, you got like, might as well take the opportunities that you get, you know, and play as much as you can. So. So how does that help you as a, as a student and as a performer? Um, like, is it a matter of, so for example, a pilot yeah. has to get a certain number of hours before right. they can be certified on something. Do you feel right. like, Every hour you do or every every skit you do or sketch or, yeah. sorry, bit. What do you call it? Um, like a scene. Okay, scene. Yeah. That's a better word than any of the ones that I came up with, so thank you. I'm a professional. Yeah. <laughs> you look it. 
Oh, thank you. Yes. Oh, thank you. You got a hoodie on. Yeah. yeah. My pajama pants. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So a professional <laughs> improv performer. Um, so every scene that you do, do you feel like it gets you that one step better? Um, I, um, I think so. I think you uh, are like uh, exercising a muscle like every time it's like, like that, like that was my, you guys got to watch me like at the improv gym, you know? <laughs> um, but like, yeah. It's, Sick workout, bro. Thanks, I'm flexing. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's like, um, you, yeah, you um, just, I, I think there's always more to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, at every time you play, you do, uh, you know, gain confidence and, Gain trust in yourself is a big thing, I think, that, like, the more you do it, you're like, okay, we're going to go out there and work together and come up with something, and it's going to be okay. Um, figure figure it out. Uh, yeah, so you're throwing yourself out there. You're putting yourself out there with yeah. basically no net. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully, I think for the most part, you get a pretty yeah. supportive audience in yeah. those types of... Uh, scenarios but is it yeah. still kind of you know when you were going up yeah like when the show was first starting were mm-hmm. you nervous yeah actually like on the way to the backspace <laughs> I was like uh <laughs> yeah every time I'm were you trying to think of nervous. an excuse like what could I what um should I call in a uh, you know some sort of virus outbreak at the uh, <laughs> event space right <laughs> some digestive yeah. problems <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, not to that level, but just was, uh, I get very nervous before the, before the show. Before and then what show. happens when you're going up, you switch? Um, I think so. I think, um. Or you just forget to be nervous while you're up there. I think that sometimes I'm still nervous up there. Okay. And sometimes I'm still feeling very like frozen in certain ways. Um, but other times it's like, uh. Like you're up there and you have like a promise to the audience in a way that mm-hmm. like, okay, this is your responsibility right now to make sure everybody's having to like enjoying the, sh- like you decided to come up here. So just, you have to do something, embrace the moment, yeah. you know, and, and does that change the way you perform? Like I would. So having performed a little bit in front yeah. of an audience and having be uh, improv a bit, yeah, um, I find that I that obligation sometimes weighs on me. Mm, yeah, to the point where yeah, I may be going more for the laugh. Oh yeah, than I am for the scene. Mm. Do you find that ever happens? Um. Sometimes, maybe. Because obviously, I mean, you think improv and you think, you know, people are coming to laugh. People are coming to be amused and enjoy and and things of that nature. Right. So you might think that you have a specific obligation to the audience members to, okay, they have to laugh a certain amount of times. Right, right, right. Um, I think that, um, I think I've had like a lot of good uh, like teachers who kind of, you know, remind you that uh 
it's okay to not go for the, you know, yeah. just to um, not get consumed by that um, so that you can make a more real moment and like play the real play um, like to not be afraid to like play boring. Um, and sometimes the best stuff comes from establishing that in the scene so that the audience can connect with it. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I'm nodding and I keep forgetting that we don't have any viewers. <laughs> um, so let me ask you then in terms of, so you're teaching middle schoolers Yeah. and you're doing improv on your own. Um, I think one thing that I would have benefited from having been very introverted and been very shy was finding my voice earlier on. Yeah. Um, so I know one of the things that you're doing is an improv like mini camp for Mm, teens. Yeah. Um, that's coming up later this month. Yeah. July 25th, 26th and 27th. Mm Mm-hmm. At the Coal Space. At the Coal Space, or which Cole is a space. great uh, venue right across the street from yeah. Community. Uh-huh. Uh Dandelion. Dandelion. Yeah. Thank you. I'm not good with names this morning. It's okay. That's why I have you here. <laughs> what can I say? I'm an. You're. I, I know all the names. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a name haver. It, there wasn't something there. There wasn't a noun for that. You. You. It. It's called a not name. Nowhere. I know yeah. that because I know all the names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is what I am. Uh, so that is, where can we find out more information about that if people want to sign up? Ooh. And what age range is that for? Um, I would say um, 11, 12 to 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to be a intro uh, to improv, um, kind of learning the foundations of um, for like forgetting yourself, uh, allowing yourself to make mistakes and learning to work together as a team, l- learning how to listen um, to your team so that you can make something together. Um, so I'm really excited to, to get to do that. I had a chance to uh, like drop into my school's drama class mm-hmm. at the end of the school year um, and just like, uh, and help the, uh, the the teacher was like, oh, our kids are doing some improv. And I was like, oh, my God, I do an improv. I'm going to come in and, like, do some, like, come do games and stuff with them. And, um, and like, kids love it. Kids are just, like, hungry for it and for the, like, uh, to learn about it. So I'm excited um, to dig into it. Good. Dig in. All right. Yeah, I so, got my shovel ready. Uh, <laughs> So bring your teens. She's got her I got my shovel, shovel ready. ready. We need to work on your pitch. Okay. A little bit. <laughs> no yeah. shovel? No. Let's leave the shovel. Let's take the shovel. Okay. Okay. I'm improving. Oh, I'm more miming than anything that's, else, the shovel. Yeah. That's a, that's more of an axe, isn't it? That's like a a microscope. Okay. Let's <laughs> take the microscope. Okay. Let's put your your tagline under the microscope. Okay. And we'll look nice. at that. Yeah, thanks. That was good. Thanks. I mean, I do improv. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and they can find out more about that on the Facebook? Um, yeah, you can go to uh, Cole's Facebook page. Um, mm-hmm. There's a link on there. Uh, you can also go to colespaceorlando.com. Okay. Um, scroll on down and 
uh, there's also a link on there. Yep. And there's yeah. a lot of good events and a yeah. lot of good learning opportunities there. At Cole, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic there's, space. Yeah. Improv like every Monday. Yep. Um, I've gone to a lot of good shows there. Yeah. It was yeah. a great space. All right. Well, let's leave it at that for now. Uh, we're going to play some OK Go. This too shall pass on WPRK. Nice. Winter Park, Florida. Thanks, Jillian. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Great. you. <laughs> oh, you're listening to WPRK Winter Park, Florida. This is Odd Numbers. Way back in December on episode 114, Elliot Hillis of Orlando Meets was on to a certain degree. It's a great episode, and I would encourage you to not only listen to our chat, but check out his podcast called Offcuts. It's food, it's fun, it's uncensored. Check it out on PFT Media or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Now, back to the show. Okay, go on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. This too shall pass from their Of the Blue Color of the Sky album. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to Odd Numbers, episode 21. Every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. She's waiting to say something. I kind of see it in her eyes. Jillian McManus is here. Hello. Hey, Jillian. How are you? Good, good. Good. We're back. Yes, we're so back. We're, we're back from the commercial break. Well, it was music. Oh. That was the, those were not commercials. That's, that was a song. That was, I, was, I was not paying attention enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting because, you know, when you're, you're doing something like this, it's obviously yeah. a lot of improv. Mm. Um, you're on a show. You don't know what's coming next. Right. You don't know, for example, if there's going to be a pop quiz. In Is the there, next hour? That's my job. That's. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know. Right. I don't know. Maybe I just gave it away and Is maybe there there's one? not. Is there? So there's that level of improv to it. Right. But what's interesting is, you know, when the mics are on. Yeah. You go into sort of a, there's a more cautious approach you have. Because, yeah. you know, you can't swear, you know, you don't want to say anything untoward because mm-hmm. it's being broadcast and then right. you speak it'll be into, turned into a podcast. You're speaking into a microphone. Right. And it's just you, going out to. Yeah. Who two knows? Billion, you have two billion. Uh, two listens. billion. Yeah. Uh, if you count the bots. Okay. That follow me on all of my social media accounts. Yeah. Yeah. About two billion. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So speaking of which, if you want to follow me and you're not yeah. a bot. I'm or if you are, to a certain degree, is the name of the show. You can find it on most of the social media channels. Feel free to follow me. And more importantly, give me some feedback. I always like to know, I think what's interesting about this is sometimes it feels like you're talking into a void. Mm, yeah. And uh, not into a void. Like a, that makes sense in my head. Uh, you're talking into a void and you don't necessarily hear from people. Right. If they like what they're hearing, if they want to hear something differently, if they have any feedback. So mm. I would love feedback. On the social medias. Yeah, or anywhere. You can yeah. email me. You can uh, reach me at, you know, any number of different ways. Yeah. And if you're having trouble, like if you want, maybe what I should do is give people some like adjectives so mm. that if they want to, maybe they're having trouble. Maybe they have writer's block right. when they're trying to give feedback. Like a word bank? Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, word bank. Yeah. You should send, would it be too much to, like, I don't know, send like a complimentary dictionary? I don't know. Complimentary. Uh, I could also just write like different responses. Mm. Oh. Like here's some feedback I was thinking of giving myself right. if you want to give it to me. Nice. The feedback. I, that's that's smart. You think? I think it's, sometimes I'm like a lot of loss for words. So yeah. like, I would appreciate that. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, let's do that then. I'm going to, I'm going to work on that. Why don't we go offline and we'll mm. do like a whole Mad Libs thing. Okay. And I'll just ask you for like adjectives and adverbs. Yeah. I can't remember which is which, but we'll, I'll ask you for those things. Okay. And we'll do that. Sounds good. All right, guys, we'll see you. In a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're coming back. We're coming back. We got a whole nother hour. Okay. The first hour is over. Oh, that, yeah. was, that was quick. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm enjoyed to talk to you. And <laughs> then we're coming back. We're going to talk more about education Okay. with Jillian McManus. Yeah. We're maybe going to have a pop quiz. Uh-oh. Stick around for that. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see uh, how good you are. And That's, if there yeah. is a pop quiz, I mean, there will be stakes. Oh, I, like, with, like, no, S T A K E S. Because I know you're vegan. No, 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 I'm not. You're not? No. Oh, well, then there'd be real steaks. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> real, real steaks. I had a question for you that I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, like, is this the type of radio station where people can call in and, like, not easily. No, oh. we do have a phone, but they would have to call in during the uh, music. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we can't take calls. Okay. Did you not during the station. No. Right. Like, I don't know. I was feeling kind of like maybe we can go like a little Delilah route and like dedicate songs to people. Oh, people okay. Are. Do you want to dedicate know. a song to somebody? No, no. Great. Because I have all the songs already picked up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You told me that. So I don't really like to, to have deviate. feedback. You don't like to improvise your songs? My songs? No. <laughs> no. But if you want to give me feedback on that. Okay. On the songs. Yes. No. On the song choices. I think they're great. I didn't. <laughs> Great. I'm so glad you like them. Um, in that case, I'm going to play a song called Booty Butt Ooh. by Ray Charles. So this is uh, from an album called Genius Plus Soul Equals Jazz. Booty Math. Butt. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is Booty Butt. Huh. So if you want to give me some feedback on my song choices. No, I'm just surprised that Ray Charles has a song named Booty Butt. I think if you knew a little bit more about Ray Charles, this would this not would surprise sense. you oh, okay. at all. And we'll talk about him because he's actually very interesting from an education standpoint huh. when we come back. So Ray Charles, Booty Butt on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This episode was recorded live on June 8th, 2019 on WPRK 91.5 FM. You will hear things on WPRK that you won't hear anywhere else. There's always something interesting happening, so listen early and often. Hey, did you know this podcast is available wherever you subscribe to podcasts? If you are interested in people in Orlando who are doing neat things, then you should definitely listen regularly. Subscribe. Now back to the show. Rilo Kylie on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was a man, me, then Jim from her album, More Adventurous. Before the break, we heard from Ray Charles. That was Booty Butt from the album Genius plus Soul 
equals jazz. I, and I want to point out, it's a good song. Yeah, it was very... I wasn't just playing that so I could say booty butt on the air. Are you sure? <laughs> Certainly not multiple times. What was it called again? Booty butt. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. Jillian McManus is here. Good morning, Jillian. Good morning. If people wanted to find out about you or follow you, find out about upcoming shows and things yeah. like that, how might they do so? Uh, you can uh, maybe follow me on. I I feel like I keep my social media <laughs> secret. I don't know, like uh, to like friends. Separate. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have but, any kind of outwardly um, social media channel. Uh, I mean, yeah, not not right now. Okay. I guess. Yeah. So follow, um, what are the names of the groups that you're associated with? How about that? Uh, sure. Um, you can follow Marvie Lemons. Okay. Uh, we're on a little bit of like a break right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we post sometimes on, if we have an upcoming show, we'll post it on our Facebook or Instagram. And this is an independent improv mm-hmm. group? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, uh, yeah. Or, um, uh, you can, I mean, also follow like Cole, Cole on um, Facebook or Instagram because they have like a, a lot of shows that are, mm-hmm. if you're interested in going to see some improv. independent improv, yeah, those are so great Cole places. Space, there's also AdLib Theater, right. there's also... The Backspace. The Backspace. Yeah. And then, of course, Sat Comedy Lab right. as well. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Great. Sorry, Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, I, I, I um, yeah, I didn't realize how like non-social media affide I am. I don't know. Well, what's interesting is, so like all of my, what would normally be personal accounts are just related to either the show or other projects that I'm doing. Okay. And so I made that decision a while ago. I was yeah. off of Facebook for a while, mm. basically only had the account just so I could keep up with work related ads and things like that. Oh, okay. And wasn't posting anything and deleted everything. Really? So if you'd requested to be my friend from about 2014 to, man, it must have been, I think it was last year that I actually got back on it. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I missed yeah. all the um, Cambridge Analytica stuff. I missed, I missed you know, that too, yeah. the election. Um, I didn't, I, I still miss the election in many <laughs> ways. Uh, but the uh, the process of getting back on was mm-hmm. a very conscious one about not sharing necessarily family photos or oh, okay. personal information. Right. So it is me, but it is a version of me that I'm only making outward facing. Like a professional. Almost. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's probably still some, you know, very immature things on there, but it's all yeah. very, very strategic. What made you, uh, what brought you to that, like? level of uh like uh buddha consciousness I, I part of it was you know the only reason to be back on facebook for me was to create a, a show page mm. and then what i was finding is nobody was going to the show page they were all interacting with me on my personal account mm. um but i think that part of it was you know where do i do the personal stuff where do i share the personal stuff and that was right. with you know, people in person. Yeah. So that was with friends yeah. that was going to be in an interaction that I was going to have one-on-one. 
right. rather than put up. And not that there's anything wrong with putting up like stuff that you're doing or aspirations right. that you have. Right. But I knew that that was going to be, you know, I, I guess not too much, but just something that I didn't want to share right. on those venues again. Yeah. Because I think I did that a little bit pre-2014 and I was like, I, I just don't want to do that. You didn't have a good anymore. experience with... Uh, it just got to be, you know, its own life, right? Like right. it got to be, yeah. you know, it got to take up so much time and energy. Yeah. So last week's guest, uh, yeah. who is also an improviser and performer, Chris Zara, uh, that show is going live tomorrow. She was describing, and I thought this was amazing and completely the opposite of what I'm describing, Yeah. is her tribe. So she and uh, 59 other women have been friends and have had this private group on Facebook for 14 years. Wow. So they are on there fairly often. Huh. Uh, they interact enough that they know what's going on with each one of them. They wow. offer advice. Um, they've offered, you know, financial support in some cases when mm -hmm. one of the members of this group needed it. Like that huh. to me is pretty amazing. So that's a Facebook like a Facebook group? Yeah, like okay. a private group. They okay. So it just sort of evolved out of this other um, uh, 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 community okay. that was out there, just working mothers or something oh, along okay. those lines. And yeah. so it kind of evolved from there. And I'm like, that's remarkable. Like that's the that was the dream of social media, right? Like mm, yeah. that was the idea behind it is you'd be able to connect and connect deeply with right. particular people. And, mm. you know, yeah. I just... I, I don't know that that's the way that I could do it, but I admire right. people who can. And, uh, you know, in some level, I wish that I yeah. had 59 friends or even One. 50. I mean, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Come on. I feel like we're friends at this point. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. We are. I just asked you a lot of getting to know you questions. Yeah. Off the air. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no proof of that ever happening. Except in our in minds. Our hearts. Oh. In our hearts and in our minds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Jillian, I asked you here because I wanted to talk a little bit more about education. You're mm -hmm. a math teacher yeah. Uh, yeah. at a local school, middle school mm -hmm. math teacher, seventh yeah. grade. Yeah. And I think that's pretty remarkable. But then you're also a student of improv. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here locally, gone and through the SAC Comedy Labs uh, curriculum. Yeah. Pretty much the whole thing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, finished through... Graduated. Yeah. You made it. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. Right. What is, and one of the reasons I wanted to play Ray Charles, I always thought this was pretty fascinating, was, um, you know, he never really stopped learning. Mm. And so one of his hobbies late in life was repairing TVs. Huh. Which I thought was really neat. Obviously, you know, we yeah. don't need that. We live in a very disposable society now. But the idea yeah. of that, you know, you had these parts, transistors, and other things that could be replaced and fixed. Right. But the fact, obviously, and he was famously blind. Right. That he could go through and he wanted to do something like that. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was pretty remarkable. And I thought that was, you know, that's indicative to me of somebody who is not done learning, not done right. working with their hands, not done evolving on some level right so um one thing i wanted to talk about then was you know this idea that how do you instill that mm. or how do you convey that to the kids that you're right teaching yeah that you know look beyond this year look beyond next year right um and yeah. inspire them to learn or want to learn a little bit more 
than just what they have in front of them and what they're obligated to right learn. Yeah. yeah um I think that's something that I'm still learning how to do as a teacher um and I, I've been in kind of the traditional setting for uh since my beginning as a teacher mm-hmm. you know four years ago um and there is that obligation you said like obligation to learn something and I think that that can be stunting uh, to be becoming like a lifelong learner. Um, and I'm ex- I, so to answer your question, um, this like this upcoming school year, uh, the team that I'm going to be working on is um, looking into project based learning, mm-hmm. um, which uh, still we're still like teaching the standards and the things that like we're obligated to teach. Um, you know, in math, we still got to cover those topics, but um, it brings a, uh, it's focused on bringing a lot more like authenticity into the classroom um, and exposing students to real world situations. Um, uh, um, and so like at the beginning of a unit, for example, we would like expose them to different like uh, uh the example that I saw and which was really inspiring to me was mm-hmm. uh, was a chemistry class that, that, that had done a project-based experience for their kids. Um, and they, the beginning, they just exposed the kids to different um, resources and uh, what's it called? Like a, like what's, newspapers, what's that called? Um, uh, like periodicals or? Yeah, like, um, yeah. I guess just resources resources yeah, yeah. Okay. um uh and it was about like the the water crisis in in flint michigan oh, okay um and just kind of like exposing them to that type of stuff and then and then uh and then the kids come up with like a driving question about it and something that they want to like solve um and then and then throughout the project they're connecting to people in the community they're connecting to scientists oh wow and um and they what they did in the class was i guess you know part of what the sta- the standard they had to learn um, and I can't tell you that right now cause I'm not a chemistry, you know, person. Um, but, but they were looking at essentially, um, how to like prevent the erosion or something of iron to get in the water or whatever the leaching situation is. And they're, yeah. they're coming up with like, they're coming up with solutions to problems that affect actually like affect people, you know, through the things that they have to learn. So like, um, just like empowering kids to know that they can pro- solve a problem and what well, and they can learning. apply. Yeah. Yeah. What they're learning matters. Like, I think that's key to creating lifelong learners, you know, that's really cool. Yeah. I'm excited for the school year. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? I'm smiling because okay. that's really neat. Sorry. The viewers can't see it. So yes. Just, they can't see it. I mean, the uh, listeners. Yeah. The, the viewers, the listeners, <laughs> none of them can see what I'm doing right now. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. very impressed. I'm very happy about hearing yeah. something like that because yeah. looking, so one thing that they can't see right now is how much you're mm-hmm. like excited about it. Yeah. Like they can kind of hear it in your voice, but you're talking with your hands and you're smiling. And yeah. so as a teacher, you being excited about that makes me really happy Yeah. as well. Right. Yeah. Cause you, yeah. The te- yeah. Teachers have to the be more engaged. They are right. The yeah. More engaged. The students will be right. Right. 
So let me ask you this. So you've gone through, you're teaching now, uh-huh. and I yeah. know eventually you want to get to a point, you mentioned in the last hour that you want yeah. to get to a point where you're uh, able to volunteer more, maybe do something giving back yeah. to the community or, mm. you know, to the world. Right, right, um, yeah. But, you know, what is it, what's the next thing you want to tackle as a learner, as somebody who's out there, um, you know, you've done improv and I know you right. still want to get better at it yeah. and you want to improve and flex that muscle as you described. Right. Yeah. But how much or what do you want to do yeah. next? And as just in general, just in general. And it, maybe it relates to another career choice. Maybe it relates right. to teaching or maybe it relates to some other thing that you've wanted to do. Right. Um, I think there's a couple things like at the moment that I'm interested in learning about. Mm-hmm. Um, like for uh, like project based learning, I want to like uh, develop a skill set in it because it's, you know, um, it comes down to like management of that and in your classroom. Like, how do you, that's something new for me. How do you manage that so that it's uh, actually a good experience and not just like a free for all of like, there's some structure that has to go to it. To it I would you know? imagine it's going to be a little, it's going to be a lot harder than. Just, okay, so in chapter 3.2, yeah. we're going to learn about these types of formulas. Right. Versus, okay, what is that underlying problem? Right. And how do you ask the question and how do you keep everybody on task? Right. And, and you know, the goal of that is, like, for a lot of inquiry to continue to happen. So, mm-hmm. like, I mean, maybe this is, like, improv at a teaching level and alert you know learning level because you have to adjust as a as a teacher because you it's gonna I mean it kind of so it kind of like follows maybe like the uh sort of like the Montessori model of like following the child and like following what they're interested in um so I mean we're going on an adventure that like I don't even know where we're going in a way so like learning to to navigate that as a teacher and be ready for it and being uh finding how are we going to work through that on the spot you know that's fun week by week yeah. you know so it's it's, it's a little scary yeah i but think your like, improv training will come in very handy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but i don't know hopefully like schools go in that direction of i don't know kids are at school for eight hours a day mm-hmm. five days a week they're there more than they're there anywhere else in their life you know, like schools should be like the coolest place around, around town. Yeah, I know? agree. Like schools get cooler. The more That's you have a library helpful. card. Yeah. yeah. The more you have a library card. Yeah. What's that? I'm you know not sure. A, Katrina knows that. What? <laughs> Let's reference there's someone author, who's not here. There's an author yeah. song. It's like. Callers, call in, call in. All right, let's take a break. We can't do that. (laughs) Let's take a break while we're trying to figure that out. Okay. 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 So let me ask you, and the reason I wanted to play this, this is going to be Ryan Adams with New York, New York. Okay. I really like this song, but uh, having been in Orlando for the last 25 or so years, what I saw early on um, is a lot of people felt like it was a small town. It's a small Mm. market. Huh. And so they had yeah. to move out in order to 
mm-hmm. you know, usually help them in their careers. Right. Whether that was in advertising or performing or something along mm-hmm. those lines. Yeah. Um, having come up in the improv community, obviously, yeah. you know, you're. I, I don't think you're looking to become a full-time actor. Right. A full-time improv performer. Right. Um, but do you see a lot of people sort of going, you see talented people moving away and having to go somewhere else? Or do you see a lot of people staying here in Orlando? Um, I think that the people that I've seen, um, I think there's been a handful that move out to maybe like LA and stuff. Um, I think most, uh, right now are, uh, just performing within the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I know some people are making like a career path which is awesome yeah it's inspiring do you ever want to leave um not at the moment okay maybe in the future i mean other than to work in the peace corps and stuff like that um i'm a i'm a venturer i think so i I mean i think that uh at some some point i will go and adventure explore yeah okay yeah so all right Fine, be that way. Thank you. Okay, great. (laughs) Jillian McManus is here. My name is Nick. Uh, You're listening to Odd Numbers, episode 21. This will be a podcast at some point in the future, next Tuesday, as a matter of fact. So if you want to listen to that again, or if you missed any of the show, you can subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Where do you subscribe to podcasts, Jillian? Oh, uh, uh, what's it called? Oh, snap. Spotify. Okay, great. Yeah. That is one place that yeah. you could do that. Or Stitch. Stitch Stitcher. Stitcher. Great. Yeah. Are you just pulling these out of the back of your head? No, I can show you on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay, Ryan Adams with New York. New York on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Maria and Kevin Ruiz were on the show way back in June of 2018, episode number 95. They are delightful, and they are also the husband and wife team behind the Peruvian pop-up dining experience called Papa Lama. If exploring a culture through food is your thing, you need to try them out. If good food is your thing, you certainly need to try them out. They have tasting dinners coming up. They have special events. They also do pop-ups at East End Market, Red Light, Red Light, a bunch of other places. Follow them on Facebook and go to Papa Llama, that's with two L's, dot C-O. Now, back to the show. Ryan Adams on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, New York, New York. That was from the album Gold. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to Odd Numbers. My special guest today, Jillian McManus. Good morning. Do you have any nicknames like J-Mac? Oh, um... Does anybody call you J-Mac? No. Why not? Oh, um... I can start it, maybe. Okay, great. If that would be... Let's go ahead and start it. It would make me very happy because I feel like that's an untapped market market for, for name, you yeah, yeah. For, for just life i think for you, me it, it would give life. you a lot more options mm, in yeah. life yeah mm. if you were called jmac i don't know why J-Mac. okay never mind you know what i'm gonna <laughs> reporting live go ahead and rollins college <laughs> <Hey>, yo <laughs> oh boy all right 
Uh, education is our theme today. It's our topic. Yes. We're talking a little bit about it. We've talked about improv. We've talked about teaching in middle school here in Central Florida. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about the math lab and math mm. in general. Yeah. Uh, but right now, yeah, it's time for a pop quiz. Okay. It's time for some trivia for let me, you. Let me write my name at the top. J-Mac. Yes, go okay. ahead and do that. Okay. And uh, I don't do this because I don't want it to be, I don't want people to think that I am trying to give away the right answers okay. or that I have a predilection to give you uh, a tougher experience than you need. But we have an expert here, a quizzing, a trivia expert, Simon Time. Huh. He's here live. Hey, Simon. Via recording. Uh, he was alive the last time I saw him and talked to him. So as far as Ooh. I know, he's still alive. The authorities are looking into that. Simon is going to ask you five questions. Okay. I'll be keeping score. Okay. So. Yes. If you get a three. Yes. Three of the five. Okay. We remain the same level of friends as we oh, currently are. Okay. Four. Yes. We go up a notch. Five. We're best friends. BFFs. Yep. So, so if I get a five. Yeah. It would be like. You would be friends with J-Mac. I would be totally, I would be supporting J-Mac and everything she does <laughs> and everything she wants to be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Two, correct. Yeah. We actually go down a level. Oh, no. We go more acquaintance than friends. Oh. One or fewer, uh-huh. which as a math teacher, you would know. Is not so good. Is zero. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, we would become bitter enemies. So That's I would go from supporting you in everything that you do to Bitter. consciously undermining you and trying to sabotage you in life. This quiz has a lot of control over our uh, emotional feelings towards each other. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. As all quizzes do. Right. Well, that's the way it works with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So this is how they feel all the time when you're quizzing them. Right. Great. Or just when I walk in the room. Uh, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Turn it over to Simon. Okay. Hey, hey, Nick. This is Simon Time from the Simon Time Trivia Show, and I've got for you five general knowledge questions. Let's begin. Question number one. What term is given to a fighter pilot who has shot down more than five enemy planes? What do you think about that one? Oh, this is... Something I know, actually. Is it? Yeah. What do they call them? Uh, they call them the... Um, are you sure you want me to say it out loud? Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I absolutely do. Okay. I mean, are you going to give this quiz to other people or should I just write it down on the paper? Oh, no, no, no. You can say it out loud. Oh, okay. Yeah, this quiz is just for you. I'm sure people are at home or in their cars yelling at the radio right now. Okay. So telling us what it is. Yeah. Trying to convey to you what the right answer is. Right. Right. Well, um, I mean, it's obvious, right? Right. It's like it is general knowledge. It is general knowledge, and there's so many other references to this. Like this name is used in so many other applications. Whether right. it's, you know, that one sport, grocery store. Yeah, the one grocery store. Yeah. Um, there's a deck of things that mm. it's used in. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it would be called the uh, the. Uh, Lumber the lum the jack jack chooser the jack chooser yeah okay that is an answer that's correct let's see if you're correct let's see if I'm correct 
that answer. They're called an ace. Oh. Ace. <laughs> That was close. That was yeah, close. no, yeah. no, you were right three cards away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that counts. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a third of, of a, a point, point for that yes. one. So you're still at one or below. So we're still bitter enemies. Uh, oh, I got four more chances. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so God. let's go to the next question. Okay, let's. Question two. Give me the first and last name of the historic individual who was famously taught by a woman named Anne Sullivan. Ann Sullivan. Hmm. Can I ask the audience? Uh, sure. They have no way of telling you. Oh. Um, yeah. Phone a friend? Uh, again. No. Very difficult to do on this show, uh, considering our time constraints uh, and how many people you know who are probably up at this point. That's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, it's it's one person being taught by Ann Sullivan. Yes. And Classic. so, yeah. Yeah. And the idea is that it's probably someone, you know, yes. that is relatively famous right. that would have been taught on a one on one basis. Yes. Because they had maybe some special needs. Should I know this as a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> no. OK. Not as a teacher. More uh, like as a, as a person. Oh, as a human person. Yikes. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with, uh, 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 my first instinct was to say Buzz Lightyear. Okay. Yeah. Is that true? That's uh, right. Well, let's, let's check. Okay. The correct answer. That is Helen Keller. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure where Buzz Lightyear came out of it, but yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Still bitter enemies. Yes. Uh -oh. This is getting do interesting. Do a lot of people, do you do this every every time? Oh, yeah. Do they know these? Uh, some people do. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I just want to make them feel good, so I'm just trying to pretend like I don't know the answers either. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You so, know who Helen Keller is, I though. do, yeah. Okay, yeah. great. I just didn't know who her teacher was. Yeah. yeah. Well, who does? <laughs> Question number three. Name the hip-hop group that was known for their license to ill. Ooh. This license. is definitely in my time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a little before your time, but they yeah. were still around during your time. Okay. Um, is it uh, the Baja Men? That is the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was, that was slightly not before in my... your time. Okay, so at best, not we're not going to be talking after this. We're going to go down to acquaintance level, which is okay. not the worst thing. Okay, but it's not you as... need to get these last two. Okay, correct. Is there extra credit on this pop quiz? No, no, no. There is zero extra credit. All right, are you ready um, for the next question? Yeah, let me make let me make your past participants feel great. Okay. I'll I'll that's what I'm committed to. Okay, great. <laughs> question number 4, let's get into a little mythology. What was the name for the nine Greek goddesses who personified uh. <laughs> literature, science, and the arts? Classic. Classic question. Classic question. Nine of them. There's nine. Ah. 
Um, has nothing to do with the number of them. Oh, it was just the, uh, all the, nine of their names. Yeah. They are, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. the, as a group, what are they known as? Oh, okay. You don't have to know they're all of the individual nine. Yeah, I'm sure you do. We don't have time for, for we, don't, we just don't have time yeah. for you to do that. Right. But they are the ones that inspire literature, okay. art. Right. What, what, what would we call that group of yeah. Greek goddesses? Uh, was it uh, the Breakfast Club or... Wait, no, that's what I would call them. Oh, okay. Let's see what the actual okay. answer is. Okay. <laughs> Those nine deities were collectively known as the Muses. Oh. oh. Yeah. I do. So close. Yeah. You were close. I was... I'll give you another third of a point for that one. Yes. For being so, so close. <laughs> yeah, you're at two thirds of a point. Yeah. Yeah. Two thirds out of five. Out of five. I mean, five technically. Points. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Okay, so you ready for the last question? Sure am. <laughs> and finally, here is the last question of our game today. What marine creature has the largest eye of any animal? And be specific. Ooh. So this could go either way. Right. Now I had to check. It is yeah. I E Y E. Oh. It's not I. As in like. Like shellfish. ego. Yeah. Or yeah. any fish, I guess, has an eye in it. Right. Yeah, but it's not but, like I, like ego, like there's no I in team. Yeah. Right. Very individualistic. See uh, life. Right. Hmm. Biggest eyeball. The biggest eyeball. Uh, hmm. Sea life. Sea life. Yeah. So that's... Stressing that. Sea life. Yep. Oh, uh, so not iguana. Uh, they do swim, hmm. but not they, iguana. Okay. Biggest eye, um, classically known as, in, in Latin. Yep. As the opportunum laterius. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. That's the genus and the family. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah. But commonly known to the common folk. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So people like me. Yeah. Great. Exactly. Uh, that would be called uh, the mm, octopus. The octopus. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's see about this. The big octopus. The correct answer is the colossal squid. I'm going to oh. give you that one. Thank you so much, guys. Hope you enjoyed those questions. I'm going to give you that one. I basically got that one. Yeah. 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 The colossal squid versus the giant octopus. They're basically the same. They're basically the same. So uh, that's one and two thirds points. Yeah. That's close enough to two yeah. that we're not bitter enemies. Okay. It's you still seem sad. disappointed. I do. Okay. Great. Uh, Simon <laughs> Time, you can find him at, uh, he does seven nights a week. He oh. does quiz shows around town. So oh, look okay. up Simon Time Trivia okay. on the Facebook. And you can Simon also listen Dad. to him. He's got his own podcast. So oh, if you okay. want to listen to more trivia yeah. and get those questions, Answered. More correct. <laughs> well, answered. Let's okay. just say you you will answer them. Yeah. And uh, you can do that. Uh, his podcast is available on PFT Media mm -hmm. or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. That was, that was good. Yeah. I was, was good. I like yeah. the Breakfast Club answer. I will say that was one of my favorite answers. Um, so let's play a song and then we'll come back and we're pretty much yeah. done. Wow. That was a quick. I know. Yeah. So let's play. I understand you like. Uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. 
Is that a favorite of yours from uh, from childhood? Yeah, I would say so since, recent. No, like like middle school. Yeah, yeah, middle school. The boss. The, I'm sorry. What? I said, the boss. <laughs> Great. Great. Why don't we hear a Did song you, from him? Do you like Bruce Springsteen? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. that was kind of. This not so is much. Uh, Born. No, I'm sorry. This is from the album Born to Run. This is nice. Backstreets. Nice. You like the song? I do, yeah. Good. Okay, yeah. we're going to hear that on WPRK, Winter awesome. Park, Florida. Cool. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Cool. Who, who, who is it again? The Bouse. Okay, great. <laughs> You have a social media account of some kind. You have a brand you're trying to establish. You're thinking to yourself, how can I get some affordable and stylish props to use to help tell my story? That's where Brand Knuckles comes in. Through the magic of 3D printing, Brand Knuckles uses all of the dimensions to create a piece you can use as a giveaway to customers, as a way to brand your images, and many other applications. Go to Instagram.com slash Brand Knuckles to learn more. And now, back to the show. Bruce Springsteen on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That's great. Oh, man, we're really getting, you know, in tune. Right. Radio talk. We're just finishing each other's sandwiches. Sentences. Sand sentences. Sentences. Santa Clauses. That was a reference to Frozen. Sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't write that joke. Oh, but. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is J Mac. <laughs> and this is Nick. Good morning. You're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Odd Numbers, Episode Twenty One. This will be up on the website, or wherever you download podcasts. Mm-hmm. Next week. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So tomorrow I've got a show coming out from last week with Chris Zara. That was a really funny episode. You yeah. should listen to that as well. And um, yeah, next week, who do I have coming up next week? J-Mac? Back at it again. Yeah. With the headphones. You have no idea. I'm coming back? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I have somebody else coming oh, back. Okay. It's actually Andrew Chang of Swan City, Orlando. Oh. He makes all those fun T-shirts and oh. other things. He's making a lot of different things now. That's cool. And then the week after, Chris Crespo of Cinema Crespediso and PFT Media will be mm. returning. Nice. A returning guest. Nice. Chris Crespo. Nice. Will be here. Yeah. So did you enjoy your time here? I did. I was like very nervous in the beginning. Really? But yeah. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't show it. I mean, no? there was the profuse sweating. Yeah. There was the the eyes were darting about. Yeah. Let me be honest with you. I didn't know if I was talking to you yeah. or to someone else. It felt like you were going through some sort of mental, like, like this is the dentist office movie kind of like what I would assume is somebody going through, you know, yeah. personality changes. Oh, like from a movie. That's freaky. Yeah. 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 It was a little bit scary. I did yeah. have security. Come out. And then up. I like kind of toned it down. You did. Yeah. As they were kind of standing there. Right. Because it got to the point where I was like in the, like the horror movie monster. Mm-hmm. Um, mindset. Mindset. Yeah. And I was just like. I got to snap out. It was getting wild. Yeah. 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 And you snapped. Yeah. Out of it. Yeah. Great. 
so well. Yeah. Jillian McManus, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for uh, having me. You've got a teen yeah. improv camp coming up. Yes, at Coal Space. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find more information about it on the Coal Space website or on uh, Cole's Facebook page. Um, there's a link on there you can uh, register. It's going to be July 25th, 26th, and 27th. Great. Yeah, going to be digging into the foundations of the improv. Well, and helping, yeah, I think helping kids find their voice and Mm, stuff like that is really, yeah, is really good too. Yeah. Just feeling of community and, um, yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, so yeah, follow the show to certain degree.com on all the social medias. We're going to turn it over to the Orlando theater hour here in a moment. They've got a really interesting show coming up, Ashley Ann Gardner and Kate will be talking about their special guest. Uh, We'll be talking about. Uh, being an intimacy director hmm. for stage, huh? Yeah. So if that you have a you have a scene and yeah. it's intimate, and yeah. you need somebody to help kind of direct that so that everyone's comfortable with it, right? Yeah. Huh. So I think that's, that's really cool. neat. Yeah. And uh, okay, so we will play one more song. I do have a melancholy note. It's something I wanted to play. So, hmm. um, getting into jazz late in life when I was hmm. working over at WUCF. Uh, one of the, you know, one of my favorites was Joa Gilberto. Hmm. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, but he passed away this week. Oh. So he is known as um, and regarded as the father, as the person who came up with the bossa nova. Okay. Um, so that style of music from Brazil. So we're going to play a song now uh, from uh, one of his albums. This is with Stan Getz, Astrud Gilberto, and Antonio Carlos Chobem. Uh, this is Corcovado. So we're going to end it with that. Nice. Have a great Monday. Thank you. You too. Oh, All I was the talking to the guests. Oh. The listeners. Oh, me too. The viewers. Yeah, me too. But you have oh. a, you can have a good week too. Thanks. Thanks. Great. Jillian. You have a great... Let's shake hands. Okay. Because I think that makes for good radio. My hands are yeah. not sweaty or anything like that. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Great job. Thank you. You're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. This has been Odd Numbers. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to Odd Numbers, episode 21. Get out there and learn. Get out there and teach. Is there a middle ground where you're teaching and learning at the same time? If so, let me know about it. Also, visit toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. Thanks for listening. I'll truly miss our little talks. The To Be Decided just started season four on their YouTube channel. What is The To Be Decided? I just said it's a YouTube channel. Who is The To Be Decided? The hosts are Miller and Davis. They tell some stories, review music, and generally make some really great videos. When are The To Be? That's redundant. Miller is also responsible for all the bumper music on this episode, in case you were wondering. Check out youtube.com slash The To Be Decided for more. Back to the show.